But I go now to Kate. Hi, Kate. Welcome. Hi, thank you. <laughs> so the whole idea of Culture Connect is, you would think, something that many people would, would think. People want this kind of experience. They want to be able to access places that they can't normally access. They want to have access to maybe an expert who can tell them things in the kind of depth that they would never otherwise be able to fathom. Where did the idea come from? Like a lot of businesses, it started um, with a group of friends. I said uh, I was actually in Philippi after an AGM of a non-for-profit called SAEP. And she was from Australia. And as you probably can tell, I'm from England. And we both married South Africans. <laughs> so okay. uh, we're, we're here for the long term. And I, and I said to her, as we were leaving, you know, do you fancy coming around some Woodstock commercial galleries? And she said, oh, yeah, great. Mm. And I had this sort of like light bulb moment. Mm. And um, so emailed her and a couple of friends mm. and at the same time asked an artist friend of mine mm. who was exhibiting at the Annex at the National Gallery if, if he would do a walkabout of his show. Mm. Um, because I thought it would be very nice for uh, us to meet the creators mm. and he was thrilled um, and invited his mum and his <laughs> auntie along too and then the educationists at the gallery were also really tickled that people were coming to them on a Saturday morning mm. and then it developed beyond my circle of friends mm. Mm. Um, I never spent anything on advertising but obviously word of mouth is helpful and I do a newsletter that gets mm. forwarded mm. and social media has played a part mm. and I try and make it as easy as possible mm. and so you sign up mm. have to prepay and I try and do all the planning for you even mm. down to saying you know remember to bring cash for the car guard and mm. the forecast mm. is 24 degrees mm. and so bring your suntan in your hat but it's gonna mm. get cold mm. um, near the sea and then I have some background information on what, what we're seeing and who we're meeting and I try to keep it to 12 pages. <laughs> um, so, so you give that to, to the people who are doing these arts and culture tours so they can yes. actually beef up. So they yes. don't look like idiots next to the experts. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. Um, um, sometimes people only have time to read it afterwards because mm. I did an event at the Amsterdam Museum mm. on Saturday and mm. the guest list kept changing and I wanted it to be accurate. <laughs> so it only yes. went out 24 hours in advance. Mm. Um, and I had people coming quite last minute, so obviously they didn't have time to read it all. They just wanted to know mm. where to park and mm. um, what time to arrive. Mm. And so you obviously got a background in art. Yes, yeah, yes. And, yeah, and your husband's an architect. Yes. yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I was lucky enough to study it at university, mm -hmm. having done it at school, a boarding school actually. Mm. Horrible that it was. <laughs> they did teach history mm. of art. And... Um, then when I graduated with a BA ONS, um, I did marketing because I, I felt that I wanted to get experience in the commercial world. Mm. And I ended up actually doing sponsorship for museums and galleries to help them put on shows they wouldn't otherwise be able to do. Mm. Mm. Um, so that was great. That combined my interests and I was mm. having to talk knowledgeably about um, where, where I worked. And then... I started consulting after I had a family because it's quite hard when you're in the art world, as you may know, like from the art fair, the sort of 
parties in the morning, breakfast meetings. Um, so I sort of worked flexibly for a bit. And also what was nice about consulting is that I had a range of clients, whereas before I was like at the Whitechapel Gallery and it was contemporary art 24-7. Mm, mm, um, and mm. like Culture Connect, sometimes I'm doing um, something like the Freemasons Hall, which, okay, which Paul uh, was talking about. Yes, I night. bet. Yeah. Yes, in his book, I've been very yeah. inspired by that. In yeah. fact, I do sell that book okay. uh, that he signed okay. and, okay. and Alan Proust okay. has signed. Okay. Um, or I can be talking about the Jewish faith at the Jewish Museum mm. if mm. they've got a show and they've got some mm. artists there. Mm. So it's really great to have this variety, and mm. we're so blessed here mm. because there is so much on mm. that um, it's incredibly diverse but it can be quite hard to navigate by yourself and that's what you're doing in a sense you you're giving people access to places and and people that they wouldn't normally have access to yeah the, very much also the, the people because as you probably know at the back of hidden cape town there is a list of names but and contact numbers but they they change um so what was quite special on saturday at the Irma Stern museum um, we had David Bloomberg, who knew Irma Stern, and his daughter-in-law came to a Culture Connect. He said, oh, you must meet my father-in-law. Mm. He gave he gave Irma Stern that ring there, and mm. Um, mm. It, it was really special. And then he, he was really chuffed. He's, mm. I don't know, 85. And for us to be wanting to hear his secret story and have this story they never told in public before to, to mm. share. So it mm. was, it was mm. really mm. It's about accessing the people and the stories and, yeah. and making it an experience. Yeah. Um, which, is, uh, which is, I think, ironically, what often people who, who are tourists to, to, to Cape Town do. Exactly. I, but there's nothing to stop us delving into the corners of our art and culture. Now... You rooted in art. How come did you extend it to culture? And in what way do you do that? We can perhaps talk about the, the Simonstown tour coming. Yeah. Because that, yeah. that might have a, a sense of the culture coming yes, in there. Yes, yes. So that's the next public culture connect. Mm. It's not this Saturday, the next one, the 11th. Mm. And Jolene Young, who's quite an acclaimed researcher, she's mm. written books and um, studied at UCT, she's interviewed a lot of the families that had to move from from move from. Simonstown mm. um, with the forced removals and she, she we, we go to like the museum in front of the museum where there was the slaves were kept mm. um, and she talks about the trauma but she's so lovely and, and delightful and it, we have the sea to look out on and sort of ground us and mm. um, then we go along the main road and stop at various points that resonate with her research into indentured labour and the group Arizaks. And then we finish that bit of the experience okay. at the Amley House, which yes. um, is a private, it's a home, basically, of the Davison family who had to leave it and they've, they've come back. And... Um, it's their archive, their family wedding photos and their wedding dresses. <laughs> to other people, not on their own. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think, I don't think on their, on their own. Yeah. Um, and then we walk back to what Jolene calls the Cape... Well, the Malay Quarter. The Malay Quarter, yes, yeah. Yes, yeah. And there's the mosque. And then we, we go back to where we park the car near Admiralty House and have lunch at one of the old inns, the Lord Nelson Inn. And they've got a private room there, and, and the food is slightly themed Cape Malay. 
and the meal is an important part of the overall experience mm -hmm. and it's quite nice you know you've made the effort to go to Simonstown then to make a bit of an outing of it mm -hmm. and then chat people who you probably won't know mm -hmm. um, and Jolene and so you get a sense of what it, it might have been like to be a koi or a san in those times yeah. through her um, obviously painting those kind of pictures. Yes. Um, and walk it. Yeah. It doesn't yeah. have to be walked, though. You said you Yeah. No, so, so a friend of mine, he had a shark accident. So mm -hmm. he, um, he's got half a leg missing. So um, we went in his car. Okay. Um, and... S you know, we want to try and make these accessible as possible. You know, mm. we have, people have to pay, mm. particularly for the mm. for the lunch, and mm. I pay Jolene a fee. Mm. Um, and it's amazing how game people are. So my mum, when she was over, <laughs> she's in her eighties, she she came. Mm. We mm. stop we stop a lot, mm. and it's it's not quick walking. What uh, did you go? Do you go into the Admiralty House? Because no. I often see it. Yeah. Uh, um, I, I, I mean, I've I made inquiries, how, okay, and apparently it's not that interesting. Oh, um, <laughs> okay. So it's not like Paul struggling to get to be able to photograph in Parliament. This is <laughs> no. actually no. You don't, yeah, you know, I, I, I think the yeah. Navy have taken all the interesting furniture. They used to have okay. an open day once a year, and they've stopped doing that. Okay. Okay, and then um, the the idea of culture. So the you 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 wanting. You, you do a couple of things. You mm -hmm. you you say, okay, this is what you've, you this is what we're going to focus on, mm -hmm. according to the, the person who who comes to you. So you can tailor make if a corporate yeah. comes to you. Yeah. Then you bring in an expert. You have yes. some sort of um, culinary experience which highlights or amplifies that. Is that is that the, the theme, the, the, the sort of recipe of how you do your tours? O o often, and um, the most popular one is in the Burkhab. Okay. And a delightful activist called Mohammed Grunwald, mm. um, who's now become quite a friend. He we start at the Aziko Burkhart Museum, and um, he takes us to the Owl Mosque, which um, is you probably know one of the oldest mosques in Southern Africa. And then we go to the the Kramats, and there's amazing um, calligraphy there and mm. Ar Arabic, mm. um, and the the buildings have an architecture, but of course, if you understand the Quran and the the culture of Islam, the appreciation of them is so, is so much greater. Mm, mm. Um, and then we generally finish up um, in Fadela Tolka's house, the Purple mm. House, and, and she's she's super, and she'll talk about you know halal, sort of beyond just <laughs> mm, mm. no pork and. Yes, yes. And it dep depends what the culture connects is what what we want. Um, she, she she's as fantastic as her food, um, but sometimes people want to go home and they pay half not to do the meal part of the mm -hmm. culture connect. Mm -hmm. So there is an opportunity to say we're going to go and have our kind of um, we're going to go to Bismillah or something. Yes, uh, we're going to have our our alternative yeah. experience. Yeah. But there's something great about that because I I did a, a tour of the Boer Cup with some Norwegian um, visitors. It's about going into the mosque, not just from the outside and taking oh, mm, lovely coloured mm, mm. uh, buildings. It's about going with the people to go and collect their children at the school. It's about going into the home mm -hmm. and and 
having a sense of how people live in the Burkhap and the, the, the sense of the streets and walking around with people who know other people. It's very different if you're a turismo and you're walking along and, you know, you're, you know, you're, you're clearly a turismo. Somehow when you go with people who are rooted in the mm, community, mm. You, you get a greater sense of it. Mm. Um, and it's particularly um, poignant and resonant when there's a special times during the year so the next culture connect public culture connect mm. is during ramadan and so okay. we'll break would, the fast but would they want people trailing around when oh but when it, they break the fast okay yeah celebration yeah okay. but i have actually done it before that and they're just amazing so muhammad hasn't had anything to eat or drink obviously all day and he's having to deal with a group of us mm. 20 but yeah mm. so he'll talk a bit about that and eating the date or whatever they do on that particular time mm, and then mm, mm. Um, you know seeing the mini farm that's erected and now you're also part of the airbnb experience so this is a, a way of people finding you because that's often what happens is that these are the things that are available and people don't often know how to find you and as you say you've got a website and originally you didn't need to do anything it was word of mouth there's something about having a platform and people go bada boom bada bang this is what it is yes love it go yeah, no, um, I'm particularly excited about working with Airbnb Experiences because it's enabling people who come typically from other countries mm -hmm. to have these very special moments and go to places that mm -hmm. aren't in the guidebooks and be hard to get to mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. making their visit here even more special. Mm -hmm. And it's it's that opportunity of meeting people, and it demystifies much more. Yes, uh, because otherwise, you know, there's that sense of, okay, we're done now. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. And, and in the meeting, you have a conversation, and you know, like, I haven't been to Puerto Rico. I never think I will, but I've met people there, and I've I've learned. So it's like a two way thing, mm. and mm. Um, often there are similarities mm. that I don't expect, and then similarly, I get questions that. I wouldn't expect as well. It keeps me on my toes and appreciating mm. things here. Mm. Mm. So it's m mostly, do you do a building tour, an architecture tour? Yes. Okay. Um, I, again, a lot of um, what we point out in the tour is looking up and noticing. Mm. And it's mm. telling the story. Mm. Um, and people visiting here... They love the colonial stories as well as the apartheid. And um, in the in the centre, it's um, a very rich story and very different. And it's very easy to take it for granted. And there are stunning Art Nouveau um, buildings that are really well preserved compared to a lot of other cities. Mm. And... Art Deco is very accessible. It's not like a lot of modernism that um, isn't so popular. Mm. And um, also, you can walk. You don't have to sort of jump in a vehicle. <laughs> mm. um, and it's it's very dynamic. It's always mm. changing, which, mm. which is mm. good. And in, improving for the better. I've been mm. here s six years, mm. and it's nice to see... Um, more people living in the centre of town mm -hmm. and I did my first Culture Connect Art Deco and this lady who lives in 
Tombos Cliff arrived a jittering wreck. She hadn't been into the centre for 10 years because the mm. last time she came, <laughs> she was mugged. But yeah. she felt coming in a group. Yeah. Was okay. There's something different about that, that sense of, of belonging. So you, yes. you don't feel so isolated. I've got an SMS that's come through, unfortunately um, incomplete, on the present topics. Our roots are... And then nothing. I'm chatting with Kate Crane Briggs, who started uh, an organization called Culture Connect South Africa to, to give people a, a tour experience that was rooted not only in the culture and art, but having some sort of expert to guide them through, to explain, to give them a, a richer experience and then also have a sort of culinary experience and get to meet people of the area, which is quite important. But Kate, you also done other work with non-profit art organizations. Yeah, in fact, um, that's how I, I started uh, as a fundraiser mm. within museums and galleries mm. and events were an important part of building relationships with mm. potential funders and, and current ones. So, for instance, at the moment, I'm co coaching Anya Morris, who's the director of this fabulous organisation, Africa A Plus Schools, and it's getting inventiveness design thinking at ECD level early childhood development oh, wow. okay and Anya's a fabulous teacher but mm. she didn't have any fundraising experience and obviously okay. the money is very important to pay for the program yes. and she's been incubated by the Cape Craft and Design Institute mm. um, and so I'm mentoring her on how to become more financially sustainable okay so it's also about yeah having a financial model, um, and it's it's one thing about having the sense of art and creativity, but the other it's got to be rooted in a in a sound business plan. So the the tours that you uh, you you organise, I understand your Krutuskir and your Dylan Lewis tours are very well subscribed. Why is that? Do you think? Well, I think with the Dylan Lewis. Um, Part of the attraction is not only the talent of this incredible, some people say, world's best wildlife mm. sculptor. Mm. It's also, he's created the most amazing garden outside mm. Stellenbosch that's a sculptor in its own right. And mm. working with a landscape architect, um, it's all indigenous. And, you know, I can arrive stressed, <laughs> exhausted and just being there um, mm. and the location elevates one's spirits mm. and um like a lot of artists he's quite shy so not everyone's m met him and um emma van der merwe his gallerist is going to be in com conversation okay <laughs> draw, draw him out um and it's they cut the cult next open culture connect at dylan nurse garden isn't until the 26th of May, a Friday, but places are already selling out fast. Mm. Mm. <laughs> um, and then with... So you, what do you think it is? That it's the access to the, the person, the garden, the, yeah. the, whole, the whole thing? Yeah, and, and then... Um, and then the gear? Yeah, I mean, that some people say is the, the finest um, villa, stately home in, mm. in Cape Town. Mm. Um, and it is extraordinary architecturally. Mm. It's sort of... Arts and crafts meets Cape Dutch, mm. it's like the, the the chimneys, these sort of they're like sweets, those little curl curl and, round. And you can't see Hurtuskia from the road no, when you go along no. Main Road because of all those security walls. Yeah, it up, it, it, yeah. it is hard to get into. Um, it's a delightful lady, the, the manager Nadja Franke, 
um, has quite a tough job because she's having to maintain the property. Mm, and mm. then when the president's next door, mm. there are extra security pressures. Mm. Um, and it's not open every day. It's not, mm, but mm, mm. I think Cecil John Rhodes made it a condition that his home has to be open to the public. Mm. Um, and there's some amazing works of art in there. And then there's his library and the way he couldn't understand Latin, so he had these great works translated. And you, so you get an insight on this this man who was one of the wealthiest in the world of the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he was a bit of an enigma in some respects, but in others, you know, he wanted the public to walk around his, his garden. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, amazing tapestries and furniture and with a huge budget like that. They're, mm. they're exquisite. I've got a WhatsApp from Sheko who says, Hi, can we find the beauty and heritage in the oldest rusty shacks in our country? They provided shelter for the masses. Ab- ab- absolutely. Um, and I, I was sort of quite um, cautious, probably not the right word, but... Conflicted, maybe. Yeah, and there's this thing of going into people's homes voyeuristic mm-hmm. and um, I work with MC in Langer mm-hmm. and um, it's just fan- fantastic the ingenuity mm-hmm. w- within these informal settlements mm-hmm. um, and I'd like to do more Culture Connects in places like that. It is tricky because uh, uh, there's a wonderful song you know poverty can be romantic and black and white it looks like art. <laughs> Um, and it's a sense of, of, of deep respect when you go into those places that people aren't going mm. to gawk, you know. Yeah, um, yeah. Um, and so I can understand that, 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 that you have a sense of feeling conflicted in some way. Um, but there's, there's, there's great things happening there. Um, and... Um, and those actually more. are the experiences that people value the most because yes. they would never have access to a township yeah. tour. Yeah. Um, and so it's that sense of also seeing how people, the resilience of people yes. and the dignity with which people live, even if they don't have water or there's water in the streets. Yeah. It just reminds you how, how grateful you should be about how we live. Um, so, um, yeah. Um, how do people get hold of you if they're wanting to participate or find out what's coming up? Because if, if tours are booking out quickly. Yeah, um, either email or phone. So my email is kate at cultureconnectsa.com. Uh, my phone number is 072-377-8014. And I think Google should should find me quite easily. <laughs> My website's um, www.cultureconnectsa.com. Okay. So, and if corporates want to, to, to organise mm. some sort of uh, tour, because that's what you call them, tours, yeah, don't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They can get hold of you too. Yeah, de- mm. delighted. Yeah. Um, had companies who want slightly alternative end-of-year parties. And, mm. you know, one <laughs> wine farm, they, they, they have Christmas party everyone got too drunk and so they decided to do a bit of an educational <laughs> one this year. <laughs> um, oh, I can imagine how well that went on. <laughs> so they had to wait for their culinary experience so they could have a toot or two. <laughs> Kate, thank you so much for coming into the oh, studio. Thank you, it's been great.